Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and today Dr. Will Falconer has been nominated as an animal game changer, and we're so happy that he's here joining us to shine the light on all of the amazing things that he's doing. So Dr. Will, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Karen. So you do a lot of things, I know, and I know that you have spent some time building out a pretty amazing platform for people interested in using homeopathy to help support their animals. So talk a little bit about who, for people that don't know who you are and what you're doing, tell us a little bit more about this amazing platform and why you did it. Sure. I, I live online mostly now at vitalanimal.com and have, I guess, for probably 15 years or so. I just passed my 40th anniversary this spring as a vet, and um, my first several, you know, probably seven were all, you know, regular standard of care medicine. And then I I broke off and followed an intuition that landed me in holistic medicine about a year later, but really fell in love with homeopathy, which is a real specific type of medicine that you, you know, are familiar with. It's not it's not the same as holistic. It is very holistic, but it's a, a specific way of prescribing medicines very similar to the disease that someone's suffering. So I studied that in 92 with Dr. Pitcairn and um, became certified a little while after that. And that's just been my go-to medicine. But I found over the years of practicing it that I was saying the same thing over and over to one pet owner at a time and realizing that I could never keep up with how many sick animals there were. So I started a website and started teaching and slowly over the years slowed my practice intake down to where now I'm just um, meeting with a handful of older clients who have been with me for a long time and really focused on teaching. So it centers around natural rearing. Homeopathy is is a subset of that for those who want to learn to treat acute things, you know, like if you've got an injury or God forbid your dog gets parvo or something, you can treat those acute things at home when you know a few remedies and how to apply them. So I have a a group of students that we call the Vital Animal Alpha students and periodically we'll open that to registration. And we meet once a month like this on Zoom, you know, with a a panel of us across the, the front and I'll have take turns asking questions and answering and it's it's a real fun thing but bottom line is i'm i'm really interested in getting out in front of over prevention these days i'm seeing animals who are you know made being made sick by getting too much prevention if there were such a thing and so that's what i'm teaching on vitalanimal.com just how to raise those animals naturally We've got lovely models. Always, we've got models we can follow. So the the wolf and the dog, as you likely know, are like 99% overlap in their genetics. 
And we can learn from that. And the cats, yeah. although we haven't done that same genetic work, they're really close to the wildcats, the bobcats, that sort of thing. So we can immediately say, well, anybody out there in the wild eating dried chunks of food, you know, food-like particles, as one of my colleagues calls them, no, not so much. You know, they're eating something akin to prey. And we can mock that up at home, as, as you've probably detailed in your book, I suspect. So you, you bring up so many amazing points and very important points. I had lunch yesterday with Julianne Lee, who is also a homeopath. And she was, we were talking about, actually, how our profession, AVMA, most of the time is recommending. Like we were talking yesterday about year-round heartworm flea and tick medication and how you know, the animals don't even have they don't have any of these parasites. And yet we're just, of course, one perspective is that's because of that. And another perspective is, holy cats, what is the, what is the trade-off in using these chemical preventives with no disease state or not you know, un unnecessarily in some situations? And what's the ramification of that? So my first burning question for you is, Dr. Falconer, back seven, you know, after you practiced conventionally for seven years, was it the, the perpetual student in you that wanted to learn more about other things? Or did you burn out conventionally and you wanted more in your toolbox? Or did you just realize that um, I took that professional course in homeopathy and I think 90, 90, I don't know, 96 or somewhere around there. And my, my frustration was I, I wanted, I had this handful of patients that I wanted to cure and I, I couldn't and I just knew I needed to learn more. So it, how did you decide first that you wanted to expand your toolbox? And then what, what is it about homeopathy that, that really resonated with you enough that that's solely how you practice medicine now? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. A lot of our colleagues, I think, were disenchanted at some point in practice. And I never really was, Karen. I, mm -hmm. I just loved practice. I, I moved back to my home state of Wisconsin, joined a mixed practice, saw all sorts of animals from the big cows of, you know, 1,500-pound Holsteins down to the little chihuahuas. And I loved it. I was in God's country. It was beautiful. But I was just following uh, intuition kind of closely at that time. And I was tinkering around a little metaphysics. I'd, I'd been a meditator for years. I was the guy in vet school who never went to parties and got drunk. I was meditating, you know, all through college and, and vet school. So I'd always had this curiosity about there's more to life than, you know, what's in the books, perhaps, and than what's, you know, the straight and narrow. So when I followed an intuition one day and just said, I'm leaving practice, it was just that. It was because there was a strong urge from inside that said, there's something else for you. And I didn't even know what it was. So I took a leap and ended up kind of bumping around for about a year, finding my way back to realizing, you know, I'm a vet, but there's got to be a different way to do it. And I, I stumbled on the AHVMA at that point, the American Holistic Vet Medical Association, and they had this lovely journal. I think it still comes out. Back in the day, it was a, you know, a simple paper journal. And I was reading about these amazing cases of animals that were cured by the insertion of fine needles. No medicine, just needles. And these animals who were getting cured by these tiny little globules of homeopathic medicine that had, guess what, no physical medicine in them. They were just energetic. And I thought, well, that's fascinating. You know, I want to know more. So that led to retooling. And I, and I started reading about nutrition. I got Dr. Pitcairn's book about nutrition. And 
I hung out a shingle after finally landing on the doorstep of the um, state of Hawaii as a state vet. I first studied uh, rabies with them to to consult on their rabies quarantine system that was 80 years old. And they said, we want somebody from outside who can uh, judge this thing and tell us if we should change. So I spent several months as a consultant for them. And it turns out, I, I learned years later after I moved back to the mainland that my findings helped them change their laws now from used to be a four-month quarantine to now it's come as you are if you've got the titers and the vaccine history and that sort of thing. Wonderful. So that all that all shifted and and the training just, you know, it was it was acupuncture was great. I liked it and I got certified in it, but I just wasn't quite satisfied sticking needles into animals. Enough of them objected that I went, hmm. I bet you there's another way. And we had the AHVMA meeting on, um, it was on Maui back several years ago when the hurricane came through and we had to hustle it from Kauai to Maui. And we ended up hosting it at the last minute. My wife at the time uh, reorganized hotels for everybody. It was a wild story. So I got to meet Dr. Pitcairn at that point and he said, you know, I'm starting this professional training soon must have been about 90, I guess, that we had that convention. Wow. And wow. Um, so one thing led to another. I trained and I just fell in love with it. It's, it's 200 year old science that's still working today. And it's got principles that are very, very reproducible. Unlike modern medicine, which seems to change with the, with the year, if not, you know, minimally the decade, something new comes along and we change our way of thinking about medicine. These are principles that have been honed by Dr. Hahnemann and still ring true today. And these medicines are non-toxic. I mean, you, you can't go wrong. If, if a child gets hold of a bottle of Belladonna, you know, 6C for teething and eats the whole bottle, he's not going to get yeah. Belladonna poisoning because it's diluted. It's extremely dilute. So that those two things were most attractive about it. So wonderful. And and Will, did you, when you recognized that this resonated with you and that you were able to provide a system of healing that was not toxic and effective, did you, are you offering training when you built a vital animal? Is it for lay people or pet parents or for fellow veterinarians or both? Who, who are you, who are you kind of teaching and educating now? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think the main audience, Karen, is the people who are um, raising their animals and want to step out of the mold of, you know, we've got to do these poisons every month and we've got to vaccinate every year and we've got to, you know, feed this kibble out of a bag. There's a lot of people who are thinking outside that box now. So it's primarily aimed at them. But I've got several veterinarians who are following my email list and, um, you know, at vitalanimal.com, you can sign up for this free vital animal pack, which is you know, loaded with some free courses and some free handouts and that sort of thing that are all digital. And so it's a little bit of both, but the homeopathy has attracted to date um, uh, because it's acute homeopathy and it's aimed at pet owners. It's attracted mostly them and it's not open all the time. I just periodically open it for maybe four days or five days of registration and then we close it and we pay attention to the people who are on board beautiful. And since you've uh, kind of made this your next step as a veterinarian and uh, you're this, there's this new chapter in your life, both 
personally and professionally, which is amazing. It's probably difficult to, to summarize what you love most about this, but there has to be some highlights for you, both personally and professionally, for this shift or recourse or trajectory alteration professionally that can be very, that's very, very fulfilling for you. Talk to me, what, what do you love most about what you're doing now? Well, I think the most rewarding thing as a homeopathic vet was getting these animals well who could not get well yeah. with conventional medicine. Yeah. They'd often come in after spending thousands of dollars and my dog is still itchy or my dog's still lame or my dog has, you know, had all these side effects from drugs. So that, that was what spurred me into homeopathic love. You know, I could get yeah. them well with natural medicines that weren't going to harm them. It took study. Every individual, you know, needed a different course. It wasn't a one-size-fits-all. But yeah. I loved that kind of study. So that was great. Yeah. And then the teaching part has really, um, I, I think the, the biggest takeaway from that is it's an empowering thing for an animal owner to learn to trust their judgment mm -hmm. and not just turn it all over to a professional and say, whatever you say, I'll do. So these people are now thinking for themselves. They're saying, well, I've read about vaccines and it doesn't look like there's any science that says we should do this every year. In fact, there's not any yeah. science that says we should do this every year. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And they'll talk to their veterinarians if they've got a conventional vet or they'll maybe move to a homeopathic vet as their primary vet and say, you know, my goal is to get this animal as healthily, as healthy as possible and as natural a way as we can. And these animals become shining examples of what's possible. I call them yeah. vital animals because they're like glowing. They're attractive. Yeah. They're magnetically drawing people to them. And they go, unbelievable. How did you get her coat so soft? How, he, she shines in the sunlight, you know? Her teeth are so white and her breath is so sweet. And, and she's just kind of present. She's not uh, bouncing off the walls. She's not jumping up on me. You know, she's all self-contained and, yeah. and really in her own, uh, you know, healthy, healthy state. So that's been the most exciting thing. I, I love yeah. to see people being able to have that power to say, I'm, I'm going to make some decisions on my own. I know the vet's there if I need to get blood work or yeah. if I, God forbid, I've got an emergency yeah. and I've got a broken bone. I know they can help me with that. But prevention, I'm going to pay attention to that differently than I used to. I love that I guess what I'm hearing you saying is in essence, you, you're doing this magnificent job of empowering animal guardians. You're giving animal guardians, I think they're, they, they want to be an active and present role in their animal's life. They really do, yeah. It, and it's such an the, important role. I mean, who knows that animal better cool. than they do? I mean, the, you know, they eat, sleep and breathe with that animal. Yes, exactly. They know when something's yeah. wrong, even if it's not showing yeah. up on a blood test. So the beautiful thing about the class that you're offering is that through that empowerment, they're capable of knowing, um, first of all, they are the, like you said, they're the best suited they're, They know their animals better than anyone. And then you're giving them the tools to be able to make good decisions with the knowledge base necessary to confidently make sure that they are managing and providing what they need in a non-toxic format. So what a fantastic educational platform that you're offering. It's wonderful. So, Will, if you could, if you could let the world know one thing about what you do, what would it be? 
Well, I, I think that the, the takeaway for me is what I'm teaching is really not just my stuff. It's timeless, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's based on nature and nature has been with us on the planet for you know, longer than we have, evolving, changing as needed, but adapting, always adapting. And so timeless principles once learned will apply to not only this generation of animals that they care for, but the next and the next and the next. So that empowerment, once it's gained, and that knowledge base, once it's gained, it's not going to change every year. That's, that's really beautiful, you know. So I, I, I feel these people walk out. One of, the, one of the greatest testaments to my success was that people didn't need to come in and see me in my clinic anymore. Yeah. And I'd bump into them on the street, you know, when I was in Austin and Oh, so I haven't seen you for years. How are you doing? And she said, well, look, look down and see who, how my dog is doing. And that's yeah, why thriving. I haven't seen you. Yeah, <laughs> and I was beautiful. thrilled with that, you know, working, yeah. my, working my way out of that relationship of needing to be the caregiver and them to, you know, depend on me uh, was amazing. So yeah. that's followed on then into generations hence, you know, I've been at it for so many years that I'll see, I'll catch up with them after a decade's gone by and I go, what generation of dogs are you on now? Well, this is my fourth pack, you know? So one that has to be yeah, incredibly rewarding for you to see that they have, that they have taken that commitment to be that exceptional guardian. So seriously, that the other cool thing is if they get a horse, it's applicable. What they've learned is applicable. If they have, you know, whether it's a grandchild, a grand horse, a grand dog, a grand ferret, a grand rabbit, the yeah. system of medicine holds true. And that's another great gift of homeopathy. Yeah, yeah, it is. And just yeah. the, the whole basis of natural rearing, you know, the, the, the things apply across species lines, right? Yeah. We, we see the horses often getting vaccinated twice a year in some barns. Where's the science behind that? Once, once yeah. somebody learns that about their dog, they ask me, well, that must apply to my horse too, right? Yep. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> so tell us once. So tell us once again website, and also, um, will do you have a Facebook group, or where where would people best be able to to get to, to find your information? Yeah, the the best is vitalanimal.com. That's where my Great. blog is. That's where lots of articles are, and there's a search box down the uh, down the right hand column on every article where you can just type in a term. I'm interested in parvo, or I'm interested in heartworm, nice. or I'm interested in rabies. And you'll pull up everything I've written about that. So that's the best Wonderful. resource. I'm yeah. on Facebook at Vital Animal. What's it called? Vital Animal Pack, I believe, is the name of it there. But I don't spend a lot of time there. I've got someone tending it for me, and I, I pop in now and then. I'm much more um, interested in putting a blog post out. And, and I'm sure. actually, as we speak, getting a, a, a podcast ready. That'll be the Vital Animal Podcast due to come out September 15th. So then people can tune in, you know, through these things and take wonderful. me with them on walks and that sort of thing. It's wonderful. Well, this is incredibly inspiring. I love it that you are uh, empowering people to become educated enough to feel comfortable enough because they are best equipped to make decisions for their animals and you're giving them the tools to do that wisely and safely. So thank you, Dr. Falconer, uh, for your much deserved Healthy Pets Awesome Recognition Award. We appreciate everything you're doing for healing and promoting animal health and doing it in a non-toxic format. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Karen. Thanks so much for having me.